Hello and welcome to the latest episode of OSHA State Sidelines. I'm Brendan McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times when soccer call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot, the sports editor emeritus of the Independent and now freelancer extraordinaire, Will Gagan. Will, can't believe it. It is the Friday, the final Friday of high school football. You know, where did the time go? And uh, looking forward to a great slate of games, uh, spur over three days, actually, as uh, we get down to the uh, Super Bowl participants. Yeah, I mean, the season always goes fast, and uh, here we are again. going to be a cold night, I think, on Friday for a, a lot of these games, and then heading down to Super Bowls the week after, um, so it should be fun. I think we we got some really good games on tap. Some Had some great games last weekend, and uh, more to come, I think. Yeah, I you know, we should mention that, you know, the, uh, the, the festivities will kick off on Thursday night with a Division Four game, and fittingly, they wrap up with a single Division Four game on Saturday, and that's where I think we should start this uh, semifinal preview. Um, Thursday night, Davies, they're hosting Smithfield in a one-versus-four matchup at Max Reed Field, 6 p.m. Uh, you know, when you start with Davies, well, you start with Daniel Rose, the quarterback, the the punt returner. I mean, he does everything except, pop, except uh, sell popcorn for the Patriots, uh, who – Posted an undefeated regular season. Um, as he goes, the rest of the team goes. And, and he truly is a one-man band in a sport that's so predicated on complementary football. You know, all 11 guys working together. He he single-handedly has delivered them to the point where they are one win away from getting to their first Super Bowl program history. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's so rare to see that uh, at, at the high even at, at, at the high school level. Um, he's just been so good in so many different ways. He's consistently good. He, and then he also makes these spectacular plays when, and, and they always seem to happen when Davies needs it to happen. So they're the heavy favorite. They have to be at this point. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've gone eight and no, um, you know, like, like you said, Rose is going to be the best player on the field, no matter what he, he could play pretty much at any division in, in the state of Rhode Island. So, so, uh, you know, they, they've definitely got that favorite status. Um, Smithfield went, went four and four in league play, uh, got into the playoffs on a, on a tiebreaker. It looks like, um, so they'll, they'll see if they can spring an upset. And then on the other side, you've got, uh, EWG against North Providence, EWG right behind Davies with a seven and one record, North Providence five and three, both of those teams will be trying to, uh, to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's uh, the EWG North Providence game. That's a noon kickoff on Saturday down at EWG. Uh, you know, the first meeting went to North uh, EWG 22 to 17. You know, you should know that this is uh, the Cougars' first playoff appearance in five years. And, you know, if they're going to do anything, I guess it's going to go on, go on the uh, shoulders of Mike Allard. Uh, very rare that you have a two-time 1,000-yard rusher in high school, but uh, – that's the case for the Cougars as uh, they figure to lean on heavily on their ground game against EWG. Now let's switch over to Division Three, where you have a, another pair of intriguing games, uh, both on Friday night. You have Lincoln traveling to West Warwick and Middletown versus Johnston. Well, I want to start with uh, Middletown versus Johnston. I just think this is going to be an absolute track meet shootout. You know, both teams like to put up a lot of points, uh, preferably uh, Johnston. Middletown can play more of a ground and pound physical style, but, um, you know, I don't think any lead is going to be safe in this game. Yeah, I think that that is possible that that's the way it plays out. I mean, look at Johnston last week, one of the 35-34 game over Tolman. I think Middletown, like you said, their defense 
uh, and their ability to control the clock kind of gives them a leg up and, and it might make it might allow them to keep it from turning into a back and forth kind of game. I've seen Middletown twice. I've been super impressed. Um, I saw them beat Coventry, a Coventry team that ended up making the playoffs and then saw them just shut the door on Lincoln. Uh, when Lincoln was undefeated at the time, that was a really, really good win for them. And then in the first round of the playoffs, I mean, knocking off Moses Brown, a, a you know, criminally underseeded Moses Brown team as a result of some losses when Miles Craddock was out. Middletown holds off the Quakers 21-14 in a Super Bowl rematch. Uh, just really, really a huge win for them. Felt like that that game shouldn't have been happening in the quarterfinals. It was sort of just uh, bad luck uh, and good for Middletown for you know pushing through that and and getting a chance here. I, I like I like the Islanders in this game. I think they they're they have a good shot. They've got a senior laden team. Lost in the Super Bowl last year. They want to get back there. But Johnson's tough too. Um, so th- that's going to be a really really interesting game. Very interesting. Like you mentioned, well, like uh, you know Middletown versus Moses Brown in the first. Uh, round of the playoffs that was a rematch of last year's d3 super bowl and now their reward for knocking out the champs is getting a high power johnston team so that's uh doesn't get any easier for the islanders but uh they've certainly been battle tested and have answered every call so far this season just about yeah um, on the flip side you have lincoln heading to west warwick and lincoln you know you will you saw them maybe at their lowest point when they were shut out against middletown 21 nothing and they've done well bouncing back since Putting up 60 points last week against Ponagansis, 60 points in high school game. You don't see that very often. But, um, you know, we should note uh, that Lincoln, they haven't been to a Super Bowl in 20 years. That's a long long time. So that's a significant drought that they can put to an end this weekend. And if they're going to do it, once again, it's going to be up to that ground game to save the day against Chris Branch and the Wizards. Yeah, another really good matchup. I mean, D3 has been terrific all year with those top teams. I think this will be a really good one. Yeah, the the first uh, the quarterfinal round sort of showed me a little bit that the the A division side was pretty strong, maybe a little bit stronger than that B side. The A side has Middletown, uh, Lincoln, John, uh, not Johnston, Middletown, Lincoln, Tolman, and Coventry, uh, West Warwick, and Johnston. You know, got through from the B side to the semis, so it is that you have two A teams and two B teams, but. You know, maybe Lincoln and West Warwick are a little more comfortable than than a than a typical two versus one. Um, I like the Lions there. Uh, the Tyler Durang has been so good, that three-headed monster in the backfield. That if West Warwick can kind of do what they what Middletown Middletown did to Lincoln, um, then the Lions will be in trouble. But I think Lincoln will be be a little more ready uh, this time. Yeah, you know, one thing about Lincoln is they run that wing tee to perfection. It's not just about Tyler Durant. You know, he is the ultimate hammer, but they have other guys that can mix in there well. And it's going to be up to, uh, I guess, uh, for West Warwick, you know, don't over-pursue in the football. You know, you got to play smart within your discipline, within your zones, because uh, if you don't, you know, Tyler Durant, he can get to that second level in a hurry. Yeah, spectacular player. Um, let's go to the D2 games, uh, you know, uh, you know, more involved for the call times area. We have Burville traveling to Cumberland, a rematch there from the regular season. And we have St. Rayfield heading over to the East Bay to take on Barrington uh, at a rematch of the 2021 COVID spring Super Bowl. But uh, we should begin with the Broncos going to take to Tucker Field to take on the Clippers uh, first meeting. Cumberland held on for a 17-14 win, actually rallied in that game. They were down at the half, 
when that game was played out on Alumni Field in, in Barbell on a rainy Saturday back in October. And Chenault, Cumberland's only been involved in one in a, in a one-score game once this season, and that was that game. Barbell on the flip side, they were involved in four one-score games. Nearly were involved in one last week in their playoff win at Westerly. Incredible performance going down there to win it, but uh, they got a touchdown late to pull away. But, uh, you know, for two teams that, you know, think they know each other, and then granted, Cumberland didn't wasn't at full strength that the first time they faced Burble. I I would think that the Skyler report is pretty straightforward this week. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was really impressed with Burble. I covered that game against Westerly last week. And uh, you know, to to go into Westerly to make that long journey down there, uh playing against a team that has a big home crowd behind them, and to do what they did was really, really impressive. It allowed a touchdown on Westerly's first drive and then nothing else. Uh, they were they were really tough. They're such a such a program, just like culture. Um, they they really do it the right way in Burble. And they have a team that is, is kind of living up to the standards this year. Logan uh, Gelinas is is terrific at quarterback. Uh, I I like Burble's shot to spring an upset there. On the flip side, Cumberland has been really really good. I mean they. Uh, you know, they've taken care of business in all their league games, and then they had the, the win over at North Kingstown, which was about as eye-popping a win as there was around the state this year. Um, so they, they've been great. Uh, they're looking for that, that Super Bowl berth. Should be a really good game. Yeah, Cumberland hasn't been to a Super Bowl since 2013, and uh, they'll once again lean on their 1-2 uh, ground game of quarterback Evan Spencer and senior running back uh, Andy Ray. But um, – the other game involving St. Raphael traveling, traveling to Barrington. The Saints, the defending Division II Super Bowl champs. Um, I don't know. A lot of people gave them an opportunity to even be at this point in the Final Four of the D2 playoffs after losing to Cumberland a few weeks back. But here they are. They won four, uh, four straight since. They won their playoff opener last week against South Kingstown. They dismantled a Mount Pleasant team a few weeks back, 41 to nothing. Definitely an eye-popping score there. They won a tight one against uh, both East Greenwich and Burville, but um, they're, uh, it looks like uh, their freshman quarterback, Tyshawn Brown, he's uh, coming to his own, and it looks like the Saints uh, have know how to use correctly this by this point of the season. Kenny Jakes, you know, kind of a Swiss Army knife, and get him at mismatches with linebackers and safeties, and you know, he's uh, kind of that great utility player that all offenses crave. And on the flip side, you have for Barrington, Alex McClellan, maybe arguably the best quarterback in the state right now. You know, he runs that, uh, you know, triple option that uh, head coach Sandy Gorm of uh, Barrington loves to run. But these, this Barrington team, unlike maybe the, the past ones of Sandy and also these the Great East Province teams that they got, there's the threat of the passing game as well. So if you think just when you think you stop the run, you know, don't surprise to see Alex McClellan dump off passes in the in the flat to either Mitch Ivitz or AJ Diorio and see what they can do once they get the ball in their hands. Yeah, yeah, potential to be a good game. St. St. Ray's really struggled early on in the season, but uh, they picked it up. They got a lot better, which I think is what you expect to happen with a program like that. That's, that's sort of always there. Uh, Barrington has been. Just so good. I mean, you look at their league game, their scores in league games, 42 to 8 over Shea, 37 nothing over a Westerly team that ended up in second place, 24 to nothing over Cranston East, 41 to 7 over SK, 40 to 6 over Portsmouth, and 42 to 14 over Winsocket. They've just been dominant. Um, so I think it's 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 been a kind of a collision course um with Barrington and Cumberland. 
who knows? Maybe Burrowville and St. Ray's can spring upsets, but uh, but I wouldn't bet against the Eagles in this one. No, I wouldn't. I, like I said, they have, will have the best player on the field in uh, McClellan, and you know he just brings so much to the table that you know you just. I guess you have to game plan for everything with him, and uh, you know even even more so because he is that special of a talent. And yep. lastly, let's go to the Division One. We have you know North Kingstown. They're heading to Bishop Hendrickson in the uh, one versus four matchup, and. Over in the city of Providence, once again, all Providence semifinal in D1, LaSalle hosting Central. Will, you know, I, you, I know over the years at the Independent, you saw a lot of these uh, teams over the course of the season. But uh, if I'm the Hawks and if I'm the Rams, I wonder if I really got the matchups that I wanted just based off the regular season. You know, the first meeting, North Kingstown lost 21 to 14 to the Hawks. And then Central, they only lost 21 to 20 to, La to LaSalle. So it's not your classic, you know, public school versus private school where there's just a huge gap between everyone involved. Yeah, we are. I think our matchups are, are wrong here. It's actually, I think, believe it's Hendrickson Central and North Kingstown LaSalle. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> either way, yeah, what you said remains remains accurate. I yes. think these games, these these are not walkover games for the Hawks and Rams. No, no, not at all. And, uh, you know, just uh, it's uh, going to be interesting to see how they all shake out. But, uh, you know, it should be a good matchup there in, in both of those games on Friday night. But uh, should note that we have the matchups, or I should say the dates for the four Super Bowls all set. Uh, Division One, a standalone game on Sunday, November 19th. And then the D2, D3, and D4 Super Bowls, they'll all take place on Saturday, November 18th. D3, D2 leads us off with a noontime game, D3 at 3 p.m., and D4 at 6 p.m. So three on one day, one on another. God bless the people attending the D4 Super Bowl at 6 p.m. on November 18th. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, those, uh, those the fans of either uh, Davies, Smithfield, Edom, North Province, they are going to be hearty souls. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a rough <laughs> Best of luck. Re recommend maybe getting a good meal at uh, someplace in uh, Knightsville afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will be back for a potential Super Bowl preview podcast next week. And uh, in the interim, enjoy the games, everyone. And uh, we are down to our last Friday of high school football this season. Until then, for take care, everyone. <laughs>